All of the podcasts here at the Sideshow Network are now at the touch of a button on your iPhone and iPad. With the new Sideshow Network app, tune into all your favorite podcasts here at the Sideshow Network. Go to iTunes App Store, search for Sideshow Network, and download our free app to stream all of your favorite Sideshow Network podcasts at any time you want. The top comedians in the world are at your fingertips with the Sideshow Network app for iPhone and iPad. So you're thinking about starting a new website? Maybe you have a new small business idea and want to tell someone or sell something online. Maybe you want to show off your photography. Or maybe you want to start that new podcast. Ah, huh. that's a great idea. <laughs> GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. That's impossible. They're always $99.99 or $12.99. They're $12.99, but right now GoDaddy's offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. On the actual internet or is this some BS sub-internet? No, no, this is GoDaddy.com. We all use GoDaddy.com. Everything I have is on GoDaddy.com. I know. And each new .com comes with a free instant page website and a built-in photo album. So what are you waiting for? I don't believe it. Get your new website started today. I think it sounds like a scam. It can't possibly be true. GoDaddy's not a scam. They have... uh, uh, that hot check, Danica Patrick, for mm-hmm. their stuff. So it's not a scam. Plus, I use it for everything. It better not be a scam. <laughs> Go to GoDaddy.com and enter the code FORK at the checkout or click on the GoDaddy banner on our website. And you're all set to go. Fork you if you don't take advantage of this incredible GoDaddy deal. I'm going to take advantage of it. Baby's got me down, down, down Baby, it's been raining since you left town Ain't no use complaining, it won't turn your buddy around Spunky weather, baby's got me down I ain't getting greedy, I just need a little your love And a little less rain coming down from above I don't want no extra special treatment, don't you know I just want a little of you good to go Funky weather, baby, it's a drag, drag, drag. Say no such our feelings, not my back, back, back. Ain't no Albert Schweitzer, but babe, I think I know. This funky weather, baby's got to go. I said, I don't want no pickled eggs or castles in the sand. I don't want no recuperants taking up my hand. I just want a little sunshine that comes with your sweet smile. Welcome to a new year of a fork on the road show. I am Mark DiCarlo, and as always, to my side is the lovely, talented, traveling diva, Yenny Alvarez. Woohoo! Happy New Year! Happy New Year. Man, oh man, we've had a couple weeks off, which we have thoroughly enjoyed after a really great first year of the show. I know, I didn't want to come back to work. I know, but it's nice to be back in the studio. We have a lot of great guests for you on the show today. We have uh, Pan-Asian chef to the stars. Katie Chin. And we also have a prankster from Harvard, Sam Bennett, who pulled off a fantastic prank on the... Epic. Epic prank on the internet. We're going to be talking to him. And a new category. We travel quite a bit. And on our last trip over the break, we were down in Miami... And we got a flight attendant to talk to us off the record about all the things that piss off flight attendants. <laughs> all the things you people hilarious. do. She's hilarious. Uh, I don't know what, we'll, we'll just call her flight attendant X. Because, Secret flight attendant. Yeah, because she is currently flying for a major airline 
And obviously, uh, we don't want to out her. No. Because no outing. Based on the stuff that she said, she'd be fired six times. So that's a really funny segment. We're going to have her on the show. She's going to tell us about all the annoying shit that we do as passengers that drives the. the and you know you've done this. Sure. Sure. And that, you know what? Guess what? They all talk about us. Yeah. All the flight attendants go in the back of the plane and they're laughing. You know what they're laughing at? Us. Yeah. You and your smelly feet, and you think you're farting, but no one knows. Everybody knows. Don't tell them that. Everybody knows. Don't call them farters. That's they, our audience you're talking to. Well, a certain percent of our, our audience farts on airplanes. <laughs> so we have a great show, a great way to start off 2014. Uh, for those of you that haven't already, you can subscribe to our show at SoundCloud or on iTunes, or you can go to a aforkontheroadshow.com. We have lots of great travel deals there. Um, you can get... Uh, and you can get all the downloads there. Right, at a aforkontheroadshow.com. If, if you go there, you can get... Uh, we have uh, a promotion from Fairbuzz. That's a great place to buy your airline uh, tickets and hotel tickets. They have the best prices on the web, and we have a special holiday promo code on our website that you can get that'll get you uh, money off your next purchase. Also, if you're traveling to a place you've never been before, we have a new sponsor, Tours for Mobile. Explain what that is. Tours for Mobile are tours that you can download on your phone, and you don't have to be in Wi-Fi, but they're written by locals that are travel writers, and um, you, it's really, really inexpensive. And you can have the tour and go through. You can go ahead. You can go back. It's basically a tour on your cell phone. With pictures and text, kind of like yeah, if you're going everything. through a, a museum. But it's off the beaten path type of things, too. And it's written by locals. You're not getting a big corporation saying, look at the Eiffel Tower. They're saying, look at this cute little cafe here. And this is this is the tips that they're giving you that you won't get from uh, another map company. Right. That's tours for mobile. And if you're going sightseeing in a city that you've never been before, it's a great thing to have and download to your phone. That way you won't miss anything important. It's like going to Rome. And you come back and people go, oh, how was the Colosseum? And you're like, oh. Uh, I didn't go to Coliseum. But as well as the Coliseum, if you go to Rome and uh, get the Tours for Mobile Tour, they are going to tell you little places that big tours are not going to tell you as well as the Coliseum. They may tell you, okay, go over here and they'll give you a, you know, a free cannoli if you say this or... <laughs> You can't even the even the free cannolis in Italy are delicious. Oh my god, everything there is delicious. So that's tours for mobile. You can go to our website, which is a fork on the road show.com. You can get a code there that'll give you a discount there. And of course, our GoDaddy promotion is going gangbusters. We can get you 30% off all your new domains and products with GoDaddy uh, with a code that you use at uh check checkout. Out. You use the code ROAD. Or if you're getting a new domain and you want it for $199. Use the code FORK. Right. And that's, that you get, instead of paying 12 or 13 bucks for $1.99, you get a new thing basically yeah. for free. Instead of paying 12 bucks? So all that stuff is on our website. Uh, we've been, we got a lot of emails and a lot of phone calls over the break. If you want to talk to the show, you can call our voice box at 424-250-FORK and tell us who you want to talk to. If you're having problems putting together a vacation, 
tell us all about it and we'll have you on the air and we'll help you find a place to go. Or if you have a great idea for a segment for the show. Sure, if you, give us if, a call. If it's somewhere, if you live somewhere that we haven't been, that we haven't talked about. Which is and, doubtful. And there's, <laughs> and there's something amazing that we haven't talked about, give us a call. Let us know. We'll check it out. Also, we have a few copies of my comedy travel book, A Fork on the Road, 400 Cities, One Stomach Left. You can also go to our site. You can get autographed copies of that book there. So one all, Stomach Left? Huh? I have one stomach left. So all of that stuff, the book, the code, the travel, the deals, everything, everything, all of it on our site. ForkOnTheRoadShow.com. Okay, so we got that out of the way. It's time to start our first show of the of new the year. year. We, Happy New Year. We have great guests on the show today. This first guest is a secret. Now, this is a friend of ours that we've known for a while, and we're not going to use her name, but she flies for a major U.S. airline, and she's been flying for over 20 years. So she knows what she's talking about. Yeah, she's been flying for a while. And we ran into her in Florida over the Christmas, New Year's vacation. Yeah, but she doesn't live in Florida. She lives somewhere else. She does. Uh, And we asked her to come on the show and tell us all the things that piss her off about her job and the people she has to serve. And I think you'll find this very entertaining and enlightening. So please Enjoy. welcome to the show for the first, but probably not the last time. Secret flight attendant. secrets and things that piss off stewardesses. First of all, it's flight attendants, okay? <laughs> we don't call them stewardesses about, what, 1976. What? Waitresses of the sky, what? Oh, my God, okay. You get Your food would be spit on right now. We would spit on your food and lick your glass before oh, we give it to you. Do you like it when passengers call you honey? No. Sweetheart. No honey, no sweetheart. We don't think that's nice. Just answer our question. When you board, if I tell you to put the bag underneath the seat, put the bag underneath the seat. If you open up the overhead compartment, close it. Because <laughs> I'm tired of closing 200 heavy bags. You know, your back starts to hurt. Yeah, Especially you guys don't help. You guys don't help with the bags up We there. are supposed to require it by the airline. Really? Yes. Yeah, that's why I'm anonymous. Right? <laughs> anonymous? <laughs> but we are supposed to help people with their bags. Hmm. So imagine... Helping, I can help a little lady or a child, but I'm not going to be helping every single passenger put the bag up and push it. Because when I travel, I travel light and I put it underneath my seat if I can't carry it. Because you know, and you don't want to uh-huh. piss anybody off. And I don't well, I want my your food. food. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? No one listens to the announcements. Every announcement ever made says you put the wheels in first, and then I see these idiots putting their bags in sideways or wheels out. Right. But you just want to punch people sometimes? I personally don't care. You know, while you put the bag, I just, we need to close the door so we can leave. Well, so if you don't put your bag right, you can't or you leave. we can't leave until every compartment is closed. Personally, I don't care, but that's FAA. Okay. How long have you, how long have you been flying? 38 years. Almost 40 soon. Almost 40 soon. So I've been with a lot of airlines, three airlines, domestic, international. I was with Pan Am. I guess I can say that. Let me ask you. I think I had the, you know, cream of the I'm a huge Pan Am fan. What were Orville and Wilbur like? 
Who are they? Oh, <laughs> not that long. <laughs> I got hired after you were required to wear a girdle and stuff like that. What yeah. are some of the things that after 38 years... That piss you off. And I want to know what... Yeah, you can't show that you're pissed off. That's what I think is funny. Never. I'm the nicest person. But inside you must but, be seething yeah, sometimes. So really I want to know, what do passengers do to piss you off? Well, after boarding, that's bad enough. Everybody, before we even leave, where we're busy with the bags, they start asking you for water. Can I have a cup of water? That's, you know, we, we got minutes to close mm -hmm. the door. You're always And they're working. asking for water. By the way, we don't get paid on the ground. We only get paid in the air. So it's the opposite of a prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We don't get paid on the ground. But we work like dogs on the ground for an hour, an hour and a half. Then... Let's see, the door closes when we get to you with the beverage service. Mm -hmm. If I say something to drink, have an idea of what you want. <laughs> Don't ask me what I got what because I got a million things except time. I got 200, <laughs> 200 people behind you who are thirsty. So have a general idea. It's in your magazine. Every drink that we offer, and don't ask for a frozen margarita, or don't ask for a V8, or ask for something that you would order in a normal restaurant. And if I don't have it, I cannot get it. I'm at 35,000 feet, or I would get it so you'd shut up. Because I really just want to give you whatever you want, so I can move on. So that's how my day starts. What would well, you like to drink? What have you got? And then I go, you want something with... Alcohol, soda, and regardless how many things they'll mention to you, you will order a Coke. <laughs> Unless you're really big, obese, then you will order a Diet Coke. So normally before you open your mouth, I am already pouring what you're going to drink. You're like a because, drink psychic. Yes, it's osmosis. If you're Asian, you're going to have an orange juice. I'm sorry, it's the truth. Black, 7-Up. Really? Yes. Persian? You know, I really don't fly those trips that much, so I don't know. South, uh, South American? And South Americans, they drink a lot of ginger ale, but they don't call it ginger ale. They call it Canada Dry, or they call, oh. it, they call it a million things but ginger ale. What else? Italians. Italian, Italians are cool. I don't care what they order because I love it. <laughs> when they, I can mention everything. You know? They can say, fuck you. I like it. <laughs> I don't care. Italians Cubans. don't bother me. Cubans have rum and coke or whiskey. Whiskey could be scotch whiskey. or anything. Yeah. What's has anyone ever been just overtly rude to you? You know, yeah, but I let it slide. It doesn't bother me. You can't get. Better. I wouldn't have been in this job this many years. I'm being happy. I still like it. What about the people that wait until the last moment to turn off their phone? Well, now there's different regulations. You can stuff. keep your phone on the whole flight. I really yeah. don't care because I don't think we're going to crash if you keep your well, phone you know on. Everyone because knows flight attendants go in the bathroom oh, and use their bathroom. But everyone knows that's that was bullshit. You can't, you, of course. Right. But the if the I guess there'd be enough people, it could. No. So just do it. If we tell you to do it, do it. It's Does my the, job. What about putting I on don't their, care. Putting on their... Wait, their the flight attendants go into the bathrooms and use their phones? They have. Can you actually get a signal at 35,000 feet? No, but almost on descent you can. Speaking of bathrooms, you ever caught anyone joining the Mile High Club? I've caught them in my rest seat, in my, <laughs> in my rest, where we rest, where I sit. I've opened up the curtain, the last four seats, and there's been somebody riding the wild pony. And they didn't even know each other. And I'm like, <laughs> I said, that's the federal offense, which I don't know if it is or not. But I was like, <laughs> it is on my seat. So they, you know, they got dressed and they got up. That was pretty gross. Wow. 
Yeah. It's like, do it in the bathroom. Don't you watch movies? Go in the bathroom. I don't care. That's but don't do it in my seat. <laughs> with a naked butt. They were buck naked in the jump seat? Well, no. The pants were down to the knees. Were they attractive? No. The oh. girl looked kind of like Britney Spears, and the guy was like a businessman. And they waved goodbye in customs. They didn't oh. even know each other. So if you're listening, you know who you are, you slut. <laughs> Thanks for dirty my seat. <laughs> what about the passengers? I mean, do we really have to put on those seat belts when yes. you Yes. Why? Like in a car. It really could save your life. Hmm. There's been a lot of or somebody else. airplane crashes where they're survivable. And I don't really care either, personally, <laughs> if you fasten it. But your body might fall on me and kill me. <laughs> so I'd rather you just buckle up and do what you're supposed to do. How many flight attendants hook up with pilots? There's more than I used to think. The older I get, the more I guess I'm not so naive. Uh-huh. On international flights, there's a lot of that going on. On the actual flight or once no, you land? No, I've only known a couple of incidents on a flight. And it wasn't. It was flight attendants with a passenger. Oh. And she got caught. And oh. she got that fired. Is the, that's the ultimate. Oh, she was got she fired? At least of course she got fired. Was she at least in first class? In first class okay, on her good. knees. Oh. That's all I'm saying. Oh. And you know where you are, too. I think you live in Asia somewhere. <laughs> You slut number two. That is the ultimate dude <laughs> fantasy when you're in first class is to have some flight attendant come on to you and then knock it out. In the really? Sky. You know what my fantasy would be? Huh. Like if you just go to sleep and you don't eat and you just put your bag under your seat <laughs> and you fuck like, don't use your up. phone and wake up for landing and don't ask for coffee with that breath and just <laughs> say goodbye. <laughs> That's <laughs> my <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> 200 people just coming on, sleeping, getting off. Uh, are you pers- Not getting off. But <laughs> getting off the plane. Happy <laughs> flight number three. Mystery flight attendant, are you personally in the Mile High Club? No, I never have. What? But maybe my last flight. Oh. Because what are they going to do? Fire me on my life? Oh, I guess I could lose my 401k or something. It'd be worth the risk. One time. No, it's not worth no, the risk. Yeah, One yeah. time. Do it in you a know what? Airline. Those bathrooms are disgusting. People pee on they the floor. Are, gross. That's another thing. Don't let don't go in the bathroom without. And pee on the floor. Or no, with socks or barefoot. No. Ugh. Everybody's peed on there. People let their children go in the bathroom. But the only thing I really want people to know to make your flight attendant happy is when we ask you if you want coffee or tea, tell us what you want. Coffee with one cream, two sugars. Sweetener with one cream. Don't say yes. Would you like some wine? Let's go through this. Let's go through this. Something to drink? Yes. What would you like? What do you have? Well, give me an idea. You want a soda, liquor? What would you like? Uh, What else do you have? You like wine, baby. That's exactly... She's not exaggerating. That's exactly what a typical passenger does. Um, We got Coke, 7-Up, ginger ale. And then usually they say, do you have Dr. Pepper? And I'm like, no, we don't have Dr. Do you have champagne? No, we don't. I'm sorry. We got red or white wine. Oh. What else? What kind of wine? It's it's Chardonnay. It's in a box, lady. It's in a box. (laughs) It's red or white. You're in Coke. It's free. You're lucky you're getting anything. It's free. What about rosé? Why do people make such a big deal? It's free. Red or white. What would you like? Let's do it over. What would you like to drink? Um, what do you have? No! <laughs> you know, I'll have some of that cheap red box wine. <laughs> and I'll have we... some of the cheap red box wine. Thank you. Next, what would you like to drink? <sighs> uh, that, oh, that right oh. there. What a turn off. When a man doesn't know, he sees me coming for 25 minutes. I get to him and I say, what would you like to drink? <laughs> and then they act surprised. Oh, <sighs> you're doing drinks? I don't know. 
give me a second. No, first they got their headsets. So I have to say it like three times. Like, take the fucking headset off. <laughs> I'm talking to you. And you have to say now, it 200 more right, times. So now I just go like this. <laughs> I just mouth it until they get the message. Like, you can't hear me, I can't hear you. So when they take it off, something. So let's do it again. Okay. That was really good, by the way. Thanks very much. Something to drink? Yes. What would you like? Uh, something cold. Do you have a... Like right now, I could go home, vacuum, do my laundry, <laughs> and he still doesn't know what he wants to do. I would like a cocktail. What would you like? Um, what do you do have you whiskey? Have? Yeah. Okay. What kind? I'll have a Grey Goose. That's not whiskey. Please. I know. It's okay. vodka. You have rum? Yeah. I'll have a rum and Coke. Okay. Rum and Diet Coke. Okay, With and then when I give it to you, Cuba Libre, I love that. When I give it to you uh-huh. and I say $5 or $7, whatever. Oh, oh no. I thought it was free. Yeah, I, I'm in. Or can I give you cash? No, I, no. I'm credit in the, cards uh, only. But I'm in the uh, I'm in your Mileage Plus program. I, I'm sorry, but you're sitting in coach today. you got to pay. Yeah, it was a mistake. No, I'm sorry. No, it's done by job. I was supposed to oh be. Oh, my God, you guys are so bad. You're so good. I was supposed to be upgraded, but there was a thing at the airport, and and really, I deserve to be. Are there any? This is what she does every fucking flight. What? what? She walks up to the stewardess. Like a she walks up to the flight attendant, usually the really pretty gay one, mm-hmm. guy, and goes, oh, "Are there any seats up front in first class?" You got to blinky kidding. blink blink. You Jenny? No, I do not. Don't I learned lie. from the she best. She thinks the power of boobs. It's not gonna happen. Exactly. It's actually, not gonna happen. and she always picks the actually, gay guy. Actually, no, that's not true. Baby, you do it. Don't lie. You do it on every flight, and but it's the gay like, guys love me. Yeah, they do, but they can't. Up, it's not no, like the old I've days where up, they could put you in I the seat. I have been. I have been. I got upgraded. No, you didn't. Not I by didn't the do. not by the flight attendant at the gate. You can do it, I guess. At the gate, yes. Yeah, not a flight attendant. We can lose our job. No, not a flight attendant. You got a flight attendant too. Baby, I'm famous. Uh, <laughs> he America loves me. That's why I get upgraded. You, yeah. I'm telling you, we when we went the first time we went outside of the country and we went to Amsterdam, he was shooting a pilot over there. And really? <laughs> you can't carry guns on board. <laughs> we we won't let you in the cockpit anymore with a gun. He was shooting oh my a God, pilot for a TV funny. show. Uh-huh. But um, they had to fly me first class. They didn't have to fly you first did. class. They did. But remember, never say to a... If you're on an airplane, never say he was shooting a pilot because right. that would oh. get you, you know, Real off the no, flight. They, <laughs> Yeah, that's like Man, FAA. They don't know. We are really learning. shooting a pilot. I would have to take it seriously, even if you were joking. We are learning so much. See, here with our mystery. How much do you get attendant. paid for this? You get, you get. To, you know what? I I'm get gonna, paid on the ground a year. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a drink and some peanuts. Wow! Peanuts. Oh, peanuts, pretzels, or cookies. Now you know oh. what airline I'm talking about. Every flight, and you have to say it. Every single person. So there's 300 people on the plane. You have to say the same thing over and over and over. Twice because they got the hits at the top. We'll cut that out because that's... Okay. we got to cut that out. Cut what out? Because you can recognize the... Yeah, they're going to know I'm American. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they know I'm United. (laughs) (laughs) So to to end the... the, To wrap things up here, if if travel... 
So to wrap things up, if travelers could go by three golden rules to make your life easier and therefore their flight better, what would they be? Check your baggage or make sure it's tiny enough to fit underneath the seat. Screw you. I'm not checking my bags because now you're charging okay. me 25 bucks a okay, bag. Okay, well then I agree. I travel very light. Right. So fit underneath the seat. Travel or, light. Or put it on the overhead compartment and close the compartment yourself. When the flight attendant comes and asks you what you want to drink, know what you want to drink. When we ask you chicken or beef, know what you want. Chicken or beef. If we run out of your choice, I cannot get it. I'm at 35,000 feet, or I give you my chicken. I give you whatever to make you happy. We want it. Or give me those little pillows that you guys hide in the back for first class. Give me the extra pillow. Because if I give you the pillow, then everybody wants the first class pillow. We treat you like children, the children that you are. (laughs) People check their brains when they check their luggage. So we treat you like children. (laughs) This has been very, very, very informative. Thank you, uh, Mystery flight attendant and hopefully we'll check in with you again yes, please don't tell him I'm with Americans no I will stewardess. not we won't mention that stewardess. thank you mystery flight attendant stewardess waitress of the sky I really don't oh I well, you did it, it. <laughs> if only she could talk faster <laughs> I think that could be arranged oh my god it's like my ears don't listen that quickly uh, she's very funny and all that stuff is true I've talked to other you flight attendants off the record. You got to get them. If you're bored, if you're on a, like a long six-hour flight. Wait until everybody else is asleep and then they talk. Yeah. Go to the back of the plane and talk to them. And they will uh, share their funny stories with you. We're going to have her back on the show uh, in the future because Remember she that funny flight attendant in, um, it was, where we're we coming back from, Amsterdam. And she walked up and down the aisle with. Stuff on her head. Stuff yeah. Stuff on her head. Um what do you call it? christening people she was a little loopy yeah she looked like a nun she mm-hmm. was wearing those I guess doilies that they put on first class uh, yeah. things yeah and she was christening people going up and down like she was a nun and she was the pope she was hilarious everybody was asleep except us of course right well and we were on the top deck of a 747 on KLM so it was just it was just like the three of us goofing around it was oh, a blast she was so funny that was fantastic uh, I hope everyone had a great holiday. We had a really nice New Year's Eve. I thought we went to one of the, the coolest, Queen Mary. Yeah, one of the coolest places I've ever been. Oh, and you have to go there and go to the brunch too. It's fantastic. Yeah, the Queen Mary was originally built in 1939 and uh, was used as a troop ship for a while during World War II, and then after that, it was the way to cross the Atlantic, and it's oh, uh, been... Luxury uh, liner. Yeah, it's been in You dry don't want to go to the Titanic, you want to go to the Queen Mary. Right, well, you can't really go to the Titanic unless you can hold your breath for a long time. Um, the uh, the ship, it's a floating hotel now in Long Beach, California. We went there for New Year's Eve. But it's docked. It doesn't go anywhere. Thank God, because I would not go on it if it did. I don't <laughs> like... And it has tons of different rooms, and every room was set up differently for New Year's Eve. For example, if you go to the New York room, you had the Rockettes dancing, you had a New York rock and roll band, everything was set up like New York, and you could drink a Manhattan. Right. And then they had a Brazilian room, and they had a oh, hookah great. room, and they that had Brazilian room the was Moulin incredible. Rouge dancers. It was great. And they had like a half-hour fireworks thing at the end of the show, or at oh, the end of the night. It was great. Was great. Uh, just a it was a private fireworks show, it felt like, because mm-hmm. I felt like I was inside the fireworks. It was so close. Well, that would be painful if you were actually inside I know, the but it was so close, and we're like upstairs. Yeah, upstairs right there. in the sky. It in was the sky. Really great. Uh, can't recommend it enough. It was fantastic. And The food and- was great. They had a dessert bar. They had free-flowing champagne in one of the rooms, and they had balloon drops. They had everything was set up. 
amazingly. Yeah. And they had bars everywhere, so you could just stop and, you know, give in depending on whatever you bought. You could just stop and get your champagne along the way. And people did. Nothing funnier than watching girls who never walk in high heels who are drunk trying to walk in high heels. It never ceases to entertain me. I wore comfortable shoes. You wore good shoes, but you know some of the younger girls that were walking around just hammering out of their minds? I know. It's it's. It, I guess it's mean to laugh, but you know what? I, I, well, they're young, you know? They're, I didn't they're force learning, them to drink. They're, they're learning how to drink. Right, and part of the part of the service we can provide to these youngsters who are learning to drink is to laugh at them when they make fools of themselves. So, so they, they don't do it again. Exactly. We were Believe me, we performed a, a lot of service that night. All they had, so they had all these really great organized things. And at the end of the night, we ended up in the piano lounge. And the oh. guy that had been playing the piano left, left. And two strangers sat down. There was a girl and some guy. And they just started playing the piano. And it just turned out uh, hilarious. <laughs> I, I won't say anything more. I, I got a piece on the Huffington Post. You can go check it out. Uh, just go to HuffingtonPost.com and Google my name. Uh, I, have some, I took some video of these people playing on this antique piano that's been on the ship since 1939. Yeah. And of course, on top of the piano, there's a sign that says, do not touch the piano. <laughs> Evidently, they, could, they couldn't read. Oh my God, the girl was so drunk. And then this guy sits down and just starts playing masterfully. Everything. yeah. And it was, uh, it turned out to be a really sweet ending because the place was filled with all the people that didn't want to go home yet. And we all ended up singing together and partying. And it was like, it felt like, you know how they say all the people sang together on the Titanic as it was going down? That's what it felt like to me. Except we weren't Thankfully, sinking. Thankfully, we, we were not sinking. sinking. We were not sinking. Uh, so that was a really great um, New Year's Eve. Speaking of New Year's Eve, Chinese New Year's coming up on the 31st of January. Yay! And our next guest knows all about it. She is a fantastic Pan-Asian chef, uh, an excellent karaoke singer. Yes. And, White Rabbit. Uh also has cooked at the White House, and she's joining us here today. It's Katie Chin. What's so maybe about? What's so maybe about? What's so maybe about? Katie. What's so maybe about? What's so maybe about? What's so maybe about? Katie Chin, welcome to A Fork on the Road. Thank you so much. So happy to be here. I know this has got to be a Busy time for you with the whole new year, the Chinese New Year approaching, right? That's coming up, isn't yes, it? Yes, January 31st. Very, very, very busy, January 31st. And it's the most auspicious of all Asian holidays because everything you do on Chinese New Year Day and everything you eat dictates how your whole year will unfold. Do you believe that or is that just, that's just uh, tradition? I believe you are what you eat. And I just think it's also <laughs> positive energy and good karma and all the things that you do are just sort of like clearing away the past and opening a new door to the beginning. I, I buy into that. The year. Now, I you agree. Know, who's got the older calendar, the, the Jewish calendar or the Chinese calendar? I don't know. You're going to have to consult your rabbi on that one. <laughs> what year? What year is this? Uh, which Chinese year is this? This is the year. Hold on, please. Oh, come on. You should know. I think it's the year know, of the horse, no? It, oh, it is the year of the horse. Yeah. I thought you meant in the lunar calendar. Um, but it is the year of the horse, which means it's going to be a very active and productive year. It's lively in its energy. Um, decisive action is really rewarded. You shouldn't procrastinate in this year. It's a great year for travel and going on the road, especially Woo! to exotic destinations. Oh, I great. like that. <clears throat> that means it'll be a great sh uh, great year for us. Yes, for travel. <clears throat> we love to travel. Absolutely. <clears throat> Maybe. Hold on one second. <clears throat> Man. Would you like some green tea? Here you go. No, I'm just getting over a cold, Katie. Sorry. 
Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be a great that. year for us because we'll be traveling and this show's all about travel. You know, we're the number one travel show on the web now. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations. Which, thanks. Which is, I'm sure, no small part that you are on the show today that's now. That's right. Um, awesome. We, we've known you for a long time. You have lots of uh, books. Uh, I've seen you perform live. Uh, I know you have a big event coming up at the end of the month here in Santa Monica, California. But where? Uh, let's start talking about your thing you did at the um, the White House last year on the lawn of the White House. That was a huge yeah, deal. She's everywhere. That was awesome. Um, I'm the culinary ambassador to City of Hope and their Superfoods Initiative because they've identified five foods that may help fight cancer. So I was invited to do a cooking demo on the lawn of the White House for the White House annual Easter egg roll. And I got to get my picture taken with the Obamas, which was awesome. But it was so wonderful to teach families how to cook healthy and to show kids that it's really easy to integrate healthy foods into their diets. Yeah, and I think people don't understand, perhaps, the link between cancer and bad things and what you eat. You know, it's Garbage yeah, in, you're garbage out. That in your body. Yeah, once again, you know, you are what you eat. And, you know, just very simple changes to your routine can make a huge difference. For instance, what it, now people are making their New Year's resolutions. It's the beginning of 2014. Give me three easy to keep resolutions that can make you healthier just by eating. Oh, that's a good one. That's really a good one. One is, I think, always drink a full glass of water before you have a meal because oftentimes you think you're hungry, but actually you're just thirsty. Yes. Plus, it's really good to stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. Another I have a hard time you... getting Yenny to drink a lot of water. <clears throat> she doesn't like to drink water. I drink probably a gallon a day. She, she likes other clear beverages. No, she like doesn't drink meat. at all. Yes. She likes coffee and she likes yeah. wine. <laughs> I know. It's just one of those, you know, it's almost like you have to set your alarm on your iPhone or your phone to <laughs> remind yourself to drink water. It's sad, but it's true. But I think that's definitely a really healthy way to start the new year. Also, you know what? When you're working all day, it's really important, I think, every three hours to just take a five-minute walk. Leave your office, leave your home, walk around the block three or four times. I think it makes a huge difference. It does, because especially with a lot of people that are working desk jobs and they're behind their desk for eight hours, some people don't even take lunch breaks. You have to get up and... Yeah, it's Shake great it for you to say it, but yeah. what about the people that don't have access to walking out into a, a, a nice thing? They walk on have... the stairs. You, there's no, there's no job in the world where you're going to get in trouble for getting around and walking for, for five minutes. That's that's right. We're not, you know, it's not. You're not. You don't live in corporate America, right? I mean, if we're if we were in Chicago right now, we wouldn't really want to go outside. But hey, listen, every little bit counts. Even if you walk up and down the stairway, down to the little coffee shop and back, it just clears your mind. refreshes you and it's just a great thing to do and like the water it's free you drink water it's free taking a little walk it it feeds your mind feeds your body and it's free one more thing exactly one more thing integrate as many antioxidant foods into your diet as possible like the five superfoods that I mentioned that City of Hope has identified are blueberries I'm sorry blueberries mushrooms pomegranates mushrooms and grapeseed extract you said mushrooms said mushrooms twice Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, cinnamon. 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 I've been hearing a lot about cinnamon. It, it raises your metabolism. metabolism. It speeds you up. It cleans you out. Absolutely. And, and it makes things sweet. Any kind of cinnamon? Yes. Like yes. Cinnamon stick, cinnamon powder? Any, really any kind of cinnamon. Cinnamon powder is probably the most powerful. But just adding some of those ingredients to your diet, whether it's just throwing some blueberries into your oatmeal, just 
being conscious that these foods can really help heal your body. And they, they help healing how? Antioxidants. How do they actually function in the molecular level of the body? <clears throat> Well, as far as the super uh, the superfoods that City of Hope has identified, they have found that the compounds in these ingredients can actually stop cancer in its tracks. They, they have the potential to do so, especially hormone-dependent cancers like breast cancer, for example. So they may help decrease the the production of estrogen in your body, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Now, they're still in clinical trials, so it's not like if you eat five pounds of mushrooms every day, you're not going to get breast cancer, but it's a part of a healthy diet, and it may reduce your risk of getting cancer. And this is not just some fly-by-night uh, hospital in the back of a minivan. This, the City of Hope is internationally recognized as one of the premier cancer treatment centers in the world. I have two friends that have gone through the City of Hope in the last two years, and they're both... Uh, happy and yep, healthy and doing fine. And um, it, it's a very, uh, it's a great organization. I've done some benefits for them. And they, they, they really help you with nutrition. They help you with the mental aspect of fighting disease. And it, it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier. You, you Prosperity and health begins with, I think, a frame of mind. You have to decide to be healthy. That's absolutely right. Yeah, they have a leading cancer research hospital based in Dorte, California. And you're right, they, they really have a 360-degree approach to keeping people healthy um, and helping find a cure for cancer. All right, well, let, let's get back to Chinese New Year because the Chinese culture has been around at least 5,000 years, right? Yep. As a continuing culture. And it's way more interesting than cancer. It is. <laughs> it is. Well, and, they and, and uh, you know, there's all these... Um, I don't know if you want to say call them wives' tales or or folk but I believe remedies. Well, yeah, I think if something lasts five thousand years, there's something yeah. to it, right? Mark so, and Yenny, a billion Chinese people can't be wrong. That's true. <laughs> Come on. And if they are, who's going to tell them? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk some more about the importance of and the significance of the Chinese New Year. It's a different day than our New Year, obviously, because it's a different calendar. And and do you do something? Is there like a Chinese New Year's Eve where you do everything bad? No. <laughs> Chinese New Year's Eve basically consists of a vegetarian meal usually. And then on Chinese New Year Day, you eat all of these foods which symbolize good luck in the new year. For example, we always eat a whole fish because whole, the word for fish in Chinese is the same as abundance. So it's a homonym. So you eat fish to bring abundance into the new year. You eat things like stir-fried lettuce. Wait, with, you eat the whole fish, like the head and the tail and the eyes we, and everything? We, you, you, serve order it. It. you serve it whole, oh. but, but you, you don't, don't eat, eat the, the bones. Or anything like that, okay. <laughs> but you know, you know, Chinese people will eat the cheeks and and so forth. But um, whole fish really important. Also, a whole chicken, like a cut up whole chicken, because that symbolizes unity and a favorable start and finish. So the the head and the tail should be featured on the pl- platter as well. We serve uh, black mushrooms because they're shaped like coins, as well as uh, spring rolls or egg rolls, also shaped like gold bars, for example. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a really f- oh yeah and my other favorite is noodles because they symbolize longevity and long life the longer the noodle the longer the life so it's important not to cut the noodles oh ah, so just slurp them so. lady in the tramp style exactly very romantic uh-huh but um, in addition to the foods, there's also a lot of fun superstitions and traditions that we follow. For example, you're not supposed to sweep on Chinese New Year Day or you might sweep out all of your good luck. 
You're also not supposed to wash your hair because you might wash out all of your good luck. My personal favorite, and I bet Yenny will agree, you're supposed to step into a new pair of shoes. So you start your foot on the right. And wear an entire outfit, brand new outfit. Exactly, brand new outfit, brand new shoes. You're also supposed to not scold your children and you're not supposed to swear because it might bring lots of arguments into the coming year. Wow, so it's it's a slovenly, swear-free day. Spa day. It's a great day for kids. Also, we pass out these red envelopes, which are called Lycee, and they're filled with money um, and chocolate coins and are given to the unmarried and to children. <laughs> the unmarried. <laughs> yeah, because you help them out. You're giving them good The luck. marginal members of society, yeah, children exactly. and the unmarried. Oh, you're giving them good luck. You're wishing good That's luck right. That's are right. there any particular cities that have uh, the best New Year's Day celebrations. I mean, I would imagine San Francisco has probably got a big bash, right? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> those markets that have a heavy concentration of, you know, Asian Americans like San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, of course, Chicago, but it might be freezing. Yeah. It might be. It's going to it's be. It might be, be too cold for... Well, I know that here in, know, um, in uh, um, Chinatown here, they do the whole parade, and um, I'm personally going to be going to Little Saigon by um, uh, Westminster and I'm going to go to the mm-hmm. the pagoda and I'm going to have dinner before that in the restaurant right in front and uh, the Buddhist temple there has a, a yard outside where you can stand outside, get really close to midnight and take a look at all the fireworks and I think they release those lights that go up in the sky. Yeah, I mean, firecrackers are um, <clears throat> very popular in China. They light up the sky on Chinese New Year Day to ward off evil spirits and this- you know, scare away the demons. Yeah. Should we also shop at Walmart on uh, Chinese New Year since everything in Walmart uh, starts in China? Oh. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we saw a great uh, fireworks display on the uh, Queen Mary on New Year's Eve. Man, it was, it was incredible. like, it was like it a half hour like long. You were right under it. It oh, was, how cool. It was really, really cool. So now you, you travel all over the country, Katie, doing, you were at the White House, you're, you you do these cooking uh, demonstrations to support all your cooking books. When's your next uh, live event? Um, well, I have a book signing event in San Francisco at Omnivore Books on January 16th um, at 6.30 to 7.30 for my last cookbook, which was Everyday Thai Cooking. And then after that, I'm doing my Chinese New Year class at the Gorman D School in Santa Monica. Now, I have eaten uh, Katie's cooking, and it is delicious. It is. I've had it, too. Thank you. It's very healthy. It's light, and it's so yummy. Yeah. And And you can taste all the ingredients. Because, you know, sometimes you go to a demonstration, and all the ingredients kind of get mixed in together. This yucky. one, you can taste all the ingredients. That's one Thank thing that I so remembered much. about her her cooking. Yeah, now, the Thai, the Thai recipes are these friends and family recipes, or are these things that you make up yourself, or do you research them and kind of bring them back to life? How do, how do you write a cookbook when you've written so many of them? Well, you know, I continue to get inspired every day by restaurants I go to, traveling, of course, uh, friends that will share recipes with me. I went to Thailand with my husband on our honeymoon, um, and I had a 
catering company for a while, which was Pan Asian. So I try to just um, get inspiration, put my own spin on it. And of course, you know, my kids are in-house guinea pigs. So they give me some <laughs> honest feedback, you know, and because I was raised in the Midwest. You know, my mother, who was a legendary restaurateur and chef in her own right, you know, she had to demystify Asian cooking for people in the Midwest. So, you know, I grew up sort of under her tutelage and everything I try to do um, is accessible. It's relatable. Um, most of the things you can buy at the grocery store or maybe an occasional, you know, trip to an ethnic market. Plus, there's so many resources online. I love the ethnic, ethnic markets. markets. There's, um, there's a phenomenal um, market, a Thai market. Have you been to Little Thailand here? In, um, yes. Oh, I love that place. That's I where know. I get all my Thai tea. I know. I love and it. the massages <laughs> are awesome. I know. I didn't know they gave massages out there. In the oh, they're goodness. giving massages in a grocery store? No, no. <laughs> That doesn't sound very sanitary. It's a great idea. No, no, there's tons of Thai massage places in, you know, Thai town. So whenever I go grocery shopping, I always make sure to... You, you always know, end up getting a massage. End up at the massage place Well, there's as well. lots of massage places in Vegas too, but I doubt that they're the same types of massage. Um, slightly different, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> so are you working... What, what do you come, what's coming up next? Are you working on writing a new book? Or are you going to be supporting the current book with more touring? Um, well, I'm still working on promoting my current book. And then, of course, I have my blog, the sweet and sour chronicles.com. And then I'm launching a YouTube channel Ooh. on Chinese New Year Day, which is Chef Katie Chin on YouTube. And I will have um, many, many three to five minute cooking videos, which are fast, fresh, and easy. And we'll be launching with a Chinese New Year video on how to make firecracker shrimp. Oh, Ooh, that sounds delicious. I think you did you make that at the um the uh the thing at the uh lot a couple years ago? Yes, I did. Oh. oh, you have such a good memory. Well, cuz it was so good. The firecracker ship was delicious. He remembers good food. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, I remember that really well. Well, I'm going to I'm going to be lining up on New Year's uh Chinese New Year's Day to see that recipe. <clears throat> you think that's a better way for people to really uh digest a new recipe is to watch someone do it as opposed to just reading it off paper? I think so, particularly with Asian food, because people are intimidated and they don't think they can do it. And I think if you, you know, it just raises your comfort level to see somebody, you know, you might explain how to mince and chop lemongrass, but to actually see somebody do it, it's like, ah, oh, I can do that. Right? Yeah, it's the whole picture is a thousand words. So video's got to be 30,000 words a second. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's just a little more entertaining well, and, as you, well. and you make sure you're doing it the right way because you don't know if it's right when you're you know getting it off the page and you look at the video as well um and you know that you're doing it the right way because you're seeing somebody. right exactly. and exactly. when you're watching katie her delightful personality comes through yeah. oh well she makes it look easy <laughs> you know i'm gonna have you two on one of my next videos <laughs> i hope that you're available because if there's free food we're there <laughs> it's too late now <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is Katie Chen. She is a fantastic cook, a uh, public speaker. She knows the Obamas. I know. She's homey with the Obamas. Yeah. Uh, you can get a copy of her new book. You can find out where she's going to be. It's the Sweet and, and Sour Chronicles dot com. Uh, check her out. And if she's coming to your town, go with an empty stomach because you will uh, you'll be satiated. And get her book. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. Thai book. Happy Don't hey fat choy. 
Yay! Fat Choi to you too. (laughs) Happy New Year. We'll be wearing new shoes on the 31st. I'll be wearing a whole new outfit. (laughs) I'll meet you in the shoe department, Yenny. Yay! Okay. Thanks, Katie. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. That sounds delicious. Oh, everything she makes is good. That firecracker shrimp is is super duper yummy. I remember it. um, We should find out the next time she's cooking at her house and just show up in the bushes. Yeah. Knock. Katie. Can we come in? (laughs) Uh, so uh, go check Katie Chin out at her uh, her blog, which is sweet and su- sweet, sweet and, and sour chronicles dot com. I love practical jokes. Yeah, sadly, I'm married to him. I had two younger brothers, still do, growing up, and it was the one of the greatest joys of my life. To and now I'm your younger brother. Play jokes and pranks on them. And now he plays pranks on I me. I played pranks in grade school. I almost got my friend Gary Chimileski kicked out of school of my um, Catholic high school because I was able to put a Playboy centerfold in his locker on April Fool's Day, and his locker was right next to the principal's office. So I, I snuck it in there the night before, and I made sure that the principal was standing in the hallway when Gary showed up to his locker. And Gary opens his locker and then flips it open and then starts talking. And... Uh, Everyone in the hallway was like, there's a naked lady in the hallway. Everyone saw it but him. And then he saw it and did like a classic movie double take and slammed it shut. And I had already told the principal that what was going to happen. So the principal <laughs> took him into the office and screamed and yelled at him and made him feel horrible. And then everyone knew it was April Fool's joke. So I love pranks. And our guest uh, that we're going to have on the show next pulled, I think, a great one. Yeah, that was a good one. He's a Harvard student named... Um, Sam Bennett, and he snuck onto the campus of Yale, his arch enemy, and pimped the families of people that were considering coming <laughs> to Yale. It's a great, really great uh, uh, bit, and we've Wait got him on the it. show right now. <laughs> Sam Clark, all the way from Harvard. Welcome <laughs> to A yes, Fork on the you. Road. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, now, I'm a, um, I'm a graduate of the Second City out of Chicago, and... All through my grade school, college, high school years, I loved pranks. And you and your buddies out at Harvard You still off... love pranks. You I... still prank <laughs> me any, ta- any chance you get. Yeah, you know why? Because as George Carlin once said, when, it, when the opportunity for a prank pops up in front of you, you've got to take it. And you know oh, what they say about cool. payback. You know what? That's the price you pay. And, and Sam and his <laughs> friends at Harvard came up with a really, a really funny prank, and you put it on video. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the idea, Sam, and how you pulled it off. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it was with an organization I'm a part of called On Harvard Time, which is a comedy comedy news show uh, out of Harvard. Kind of like and the Lampoon. It, are you guys? Are you guys? Uh, the... It's it's not affiliated with the Lampoon. There's there's some overlap, but basically it's it's every two weeks or so we release a seven seven or so minute episode of comedy news, sort of sort of like the weekend update of Harvard, basically. So evidently, uh, actually being a student at Harvard is not all that time consuming. Well, <laughs> if you're screwing around with comedies, oh, up, buddy. It's, you know, you have to sacrifice certain things, sleep, classes, etc. But it yeah, all needs sleep works out in the end. Yeah, exactly. Um, and essentially, on Harvard time every year, we have a quote beat Yale video or an expletive Yale video, right. um, depending on our audience, I guess. Um, you can say whatever before, you want on this show. Oh, wonderful. Well, we have an annual Fuck Yale video um, (laughs) release uh, right before the Harvard-Yale football game every year. And essentially this year we had an idea in our our writers' meeting to maybe lead a fake tour of Yale 
<laughs> so essentially me and, and five other folks from on Harvard Time, we spent an entire weekend at Yale. Uh, the first day, we basically went around to all the different sites, sort of planned an entire tour, decided you know what jokes we would tell at, at certain places, what real facts we would tell at other places. Because um, you do did, have to mix them in together. If it's all bullshit, even, they'll know right even the dumb people, and, and they seemingly were kind of clueless in your <laughs> tour group, are going to catch on. You have to mix oh, it. Oh, exactly. Right uh, you, you know, you can't maybe as much tell from the video, but essentially we were leading uh, a real full 35 to 40 minute fake tour. <laughs> and um, just about everyone, just about everyone thought that it was a real tour. I think they just thought that I, I maybe had a weird sort of self-deprecating sense of humor, maybe. But so they these all people have come from cool. all over the country to show their son or daughter Yale. This is like the, the big... Uh, you know, when you go out and you're looking at school, and this is the particular tour they got, and they had no, no idea it, that they got you. I love it. It is. It is. Yeah. We and we led. Uh, we led three tours um, on that Sunday, and essentially, we we basically told everyone that this is your lucky day because this is our our very very first day as a brand new student led tour group, and that was how we justified having two cameras. We said, um, you know, for since we're a brand new student led tour group, we're gonna have these uh, two 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 of our associates filming this uh, for promotional purposes. Is, so don't worry about the cameras and everyone you know, basically accepted they're like oh, okay yeah yeah that makes sense oh we're and, in uh, the age of cameras that is what? so uh, every yeah yeah everybody has a camera, camera now so oh yeah exactly exactly so they were just the, the you know they were up in people's faces filming and people were pretty fine with that and um, nobody came up to you and said hey what are you doing here it's, uh, it's the intimidation no. factor. It's they people actually in the did group not... are not going to say anything because they don't want to rock the boat. They're trying to get their yeah, kids into yeah. school. No, no, no. I'm saying like security guards. Yeah, how did you avoid uh, Yale security? I think it's the sort of thing where at at a lot of schools like Yale and and Harvard, there's just so many tour groups going around that I think people just generally don't really question it. So we just we just sort of did it. Um, we, we like assembled at one of the gates and, and, you know, yelled out that we were leading fake tours. We would go up to tourists and ask if they wanted to come on the next tour in 15 minutes or something. And yeah, no, actually no one bothered us. We were a little worried that that might happen, but no one did. I love it. And he, they, yeah. they got all that, they, they got uh, Yale, oh, Yale shirts, shirts on, they the did it all up. Um, so, you know, at least, at least we patronized like the Yale bookstore by buying some t-shirts. Right. So. You know what? You're giving back. Which I think yeah. is oh, amazing, yeah. Sam. You know what? I want to know what Yale is going to give back to you guys. <laughs> That's the real question. We we haven't we haven't had a comeback video yet. Have, so you, been, have you been contacted by any official people at Yale slapping you around a little bit, or are they just uh, ignored you? No, no official people. Although I think one of the most entertaining things that happened in terms of uh, correspondence with with Yale Yale people or Yaleys, as we might uh, call them, is that. A few days after the video was released was the Harvard-Yale football game, which this year was at Yale. Um, uh, and so I went to that, and so the most correspondence I've had with, with Yale people was was wandering the streets of Yale Friday, late Friday night before the football game and just drunk Yaleys stumbling by, being like, that's the video, kid, bitter, <laughs> like, uh, chatting out. I heard many times, like, give us a free tour. Hey, yeah. That's great. <laughs> well, at least they were cool about it. Yeah, yeah you, uh... I... I actually expecting people to be a little more malicious but there were people wanting to take selfies there were people just shouting like oh fake tour um and yeah it was it was a lot of fun were you able to but hook up was, with a yale girl i did not i did not know is that uh, is that something that as a harvard guy you can't do would you get uh, vilified like, by your friends thing um you know it's 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 not heard of much for that to happen um i suppose 
So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't wasn't. I think seeking that should be your next video. Fun. It's like interspecies breeding. <laughs> it's just not done. The forbidden <laughs> zone. Yeah. It's like when Kirk uh, made out with the green chick. That was on hot. Star Trek. That was oh, hot. oh, okay, yeah. Throw throwback there, yeah. Right. <laughs> yes, throwback, throwback. your own. Yes, uh, that's right. I'm, I'm already out of college, <laughs> Sam. Uh, so now, do you uh, you want to pursue a career in comedy? What, what's your major? Uh, my major, I promise it's a real thing. It's um, called social studies. It's basically a... Wait, uh, sixth a, grade? Just like sixth grade. Really similar <laughs> to sixth grade. It's like a, a build-your-own major sort of thing. But but I think um, in like all the different social studies departments. But uh, in general, I think I, I really would like to pursue comedy, some sort of thing. Basically something where I could do what I do now with On Harvard Time, but yeah, as a it. career. Yeah, get yeah. paid for it. That'd be great. Well, I uh, think because. I'd- I think you're off to a great start. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. I, ho- hopefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you cooking up? What's you now? Uh, one you, of, one of the things of comedy. Now you've got to top yourself. You've got to come oh, up with something yeah. even better. Yeah. You guys kicking around any good ideas? Oh, I want to be in on that. <laughs> be in on that. Uh, well, there's always there's always Google Docs in the works with with on Harvard Time folks. Um, we don't we don't have any like specific huge prank sort of plans in the works yet, but I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna say yet on that because I think we wanna now now that we've sort of gotten this going, we want we wanna do something else like this. So And we so wanna we'll be see. in on it, so let us know. Keep us in the Oh room. absolutely, hell yes. Yeah. We'll 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 fill you in. And if we can do anything to help. Yeah, that would be yeah, great. Did, we'll, yeah, didn't uh George Bush the uh, second he went to Yale, didn't he? Uh, he certainly did. They yeah. they and they are proud of that. Oh, which, which tells you right there why they're not at the top. Uh, exactly, exactly. They've got the little tarnished there. Um, oh, yes, if we can, if we can uh, help in some way. Of if you got, if you can put the skull and crossbones in your crosshairs, uh, we'd yeah. love to be a part oh. of bringing them down a notch or two. Oh, that absolutely. would kind of be fun. Yeah. we could pose no, as real media people. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll talk to the to the on Harvard Time producer folks, which is all students, which is part of I think what's really cool about it. Um, and yeah, we'll 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 stay in contact for sure. And, right. well, and Sam, I love it. I I love when there's when there are uh, subversive, clever people working <laughs> the system for no other reason than for some laughs at for the ex- oh, yeah. at the expense of others. I think that oh, really sure. is what makes America exactly. great. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, we'll have a great 2014. You know, right, uh, so crack much. a book if you have to for social studies. It sounds like you know, a bullshit we'll, major to we'll me. We'll but. see how that goes. <laughs> right. Thanks for Thank joining you, us Sam. on the Fork on the Road, okay. Sam. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Bye-bye. I will tweet out the link to the video. If you're not following me on Twitter, this is a good reason to do so. I'm uh, at Mark DiCarlo on Twitter. Or at Traveling Diva. We'll tweet it out through both accounts, and you got to see this video. It's really funny. The poor, unsuspecting people that he's doing the tour for have no idea that he doesn't work for Yale. It was. I wonder really what the feedback was on that after they stopped shooting. I wonder if the people actually went back and looked around Yale a little bit more, or if they left and said, "Okay, that's it. We're going to Harvard." They. I don't think from judging from the video of their faces, I don't think they had any idea that they were pranked at all, which makes the prank even better. Yeah. If you could get out of it and no one even knows they've been pranked. It makes it that much funnier. Well, there you have it. That's our first show of the new year of 2014. We want to thank our guests, Katie Chin, Sam Bennett, and uh, Racer X. We can't really say who she Racer is. Racer X? Yeah, it's the... Secret flight attendant. Racer X from Speed Racer? Oh. You didn't watch that in Cuba? That was before my time. Well, it's probably still on. But, uh, yeah, our secret flight attendant. Uh, thanks for listening and joining the number one travel and entertainment show on the web. You can subscribe to the show at SoundCloud, 
iTunes, or just get it right on our very own website, which is a fork on the road show.com. Until next time, I'm Mark DiCarlo. And I'm Jenny Alvarez. And we'll see you on a fork on the road. Hey!